Welcome to Navigating Widowhood, when happily ever after turns into now what? I'm your host, Julie Martella. Whether you're just starting on this journey or you've been here for a while, I'm here to provide you with support, guidance, and a little dose of humor. So, are you ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome back, and I'm so glad you're here. This is episode three, Living in the Bitter and the Sweet. So before we begin, I have a couple of housekeeping items again. I always have housekeeping items. Number one, I would like to say this one time, I'm so very sorry, not sorry, that sometimes my words get tangled up in making this podcast. And even better, sometimes I make up words that don't make sense and they would make uh, Mrs. Huntington, my English teacher in high school, cringe. (laughs) You know what? It's brain damage and you'll get used to it. Number two, you may hear papers moving in the background sometimes. And I want you to know that I write down a lot of notes because it's very important to me that I get the facts straight. And I very rarely get the facts straight. You can ask anybody. So when I have a fact or I have a quote, I have it on a piece of paper. And number three, oh, it's almond blossom time in the San Joaquin Valley. And that means that my nose is stuffy and I might go, ahem. Um, I am a farmer of walnuts and I have a walnut orchard. And my trees are still dormant. So as of yet, I'm not bothering anyone. It's those darn almond farmers. (laughs) The almond farmers are amazing people, by the way. And their trees are beautiful and they're white and full of blossoms. Just they also have a lot of pollen right now. And number four, I want you to know that The first 10 episodes I'm attempting to batch out for you as soon as possible. And I consider these 10, like the first 10 episodes, the episodes that if someone lost their person, these would be the 10 things I would want them to know. And after these 10 are done, then we're talking about everything. And one of the things that I would dearly love is that if you have a question or you have a problem that you want explored or answered, to send me an email. Um, I'm at julie at navigatingwidowhood.com. Send me an email and we will talk about it because widowhood, there's a lot going on, right? Can we just, can we agree? There's a lot going on. So anyway, The first 10 episodes are going to be the episodes of things that if you were sitting here with me and I was looking at you and handing you tissue because you're crying, of course, these are the things that I would want you to know. And with that, I want to talk about in this episode, the bitter and the sweet and how do we navigate the tension between the two. So I want to start with a question. In your life after loss, do you feel like you struggle to find balance between the bitter and the sweet? And the follow-up question is, where do you see sorrow and joy in your life? Can you even see them? 
That's what I want you to think about today. So, so what do I mean by the bitter and the sweet? Um, I know that Susan Cain wrote a book on the bitter and the sweet. Jerry Sitzer wrote a book and he talks about the bitter and the sweet. It's, it's out there. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what that means for us. And I consider the bitter to be the sorrows of life. They are the moments that uh, devastate us, right? Like losing our person. And the sweet, those are the moments that bring us joy. And not, not just joy like I had a good laugh, although that is, that is sweet, but the moments of joy that bring us to tears. And in our life after loss, we have a balancing act to perform. How to live with the bitter and still experience the sweet. How do we navigate the tension between sorrow and joy? So we talked about that the bitter aspects of life can include pain, suffering, disappointment, loss, um, and sadness. These experiences can be difficult to bear, and they take a lot out of us, which is why, of course, we can feel drained and exhausted. However, did you ever consider that it is in the valleys of life in the times of sorrow and bitter that we learn the important lessons of life and that those lessons can help us grow and become stronger individuals. Think about your loss. Have you grown? Have you become stronger even though you don't want to? For those of you that are still pretty fresh, You may not really comprehend what I'm saying yet because you need time. But I'm going to tell you that the view from five, five and a half years, I'm coming close to six, but I refuse to take it until the day that it happens because I don't want to be six. I'm still five. But the view from five years out is that I am a much stronger person than I have ever been in my life. The last five years have been incredibly difficult, but they were also a time of being forged in fire. And the, um, the things that need to be burned off were burned off. And what was left was a new version of me that has never existed before. And I'm sure, let's be real, I'm sure some people would wish it did not exist now, but it does. The danger of living in the bitter is that our lives become diminished. They shrink and we risk actually imploding on ourselves. We deprive ourselves of joy. We deprive ourselves of a future that could contain happiness and new experiences. And I've watched people do this, my friends. I've watched people like, like, no, I am not going to be happy about this. Amazing things. They could win the damn lottery. Not going to be happy because my person's still dead. This is living in the bitter That is what living in the bitter looks like. We do have bitterness in our life. There are times of brokenness. There are times of pain. And there is a longing for that which can never be again. But, and there's always a but, there can be more if we choose to look for it. We have a choice, my friends. You can allow your grief to destroy you or you can allow your grief to transform you. 
and it's your choice. The sweetness of life includes experiences such as joy, love, happiness, success, fulfillment, right? We could go on and on. Those are the things that make our heart skip a beat. They bring us immense pleasure and satisfaction, and they often leave us feeling inspired and energized. Those things are still accessible to us. The loss of our person did not mean that we also lost half of our life, half of the feelings and experiences that make our life a rich tapestry. Jerry, Jerry Sitzer, the author of the book, A Grace Disguised, How the Soul Grows Through Loss, shares this amazing quote. And I'm going to read a few quotes throughout this podcast today. He shares, the grief I feel is sweet as well as bitter. I still have a sorrowful soul, and yet I wake up every morning joyful, eager for what the new day will bring. What I once considered mutually exclusive, sorrow and joy, pain and pleasure, death and life, have become parts of a greater whole. My soul has been stretched. Grief has the power to transform you. Grief has the power to stretch your soul. And facing your pain and working through it can allow you to develop greater compassion, empathy, and resilience. And what do you do? What do we do, though, when when the scale seems tipped towards bitterness, when we feel like we're stuck? Well, the number one thing you can do is cultivate a practice of gratitude. By focusing on what you still have and what you are thankful for, you can shift your perspective And you can find joy in the midst of sorrow. This is actually called um, positivity bias. What you look for, you will see. There were some days, there were some days early on, like in the first couple of months, that I would have to say I was grateful for the dish towel to dry the dishes. Like I I couldn't think of anything. and And I made a commitment that I would name three things. And there was, there was a week, about a week there, that every day I said, I am grateful for the dish towel that I can dry my dishes. But you build on what you have. And it doesn't have to be big things. What it has to be is an acknowledgement of what's still there. So the other side of bitter is sweet. Yes, believe it or not, your life can become sweet again because Like Jerry Sitzer said, your soul was stretched. And when your soul was stretched, that gave you a capacity for joy that is actually deeper than the old version of you. The 2.0 version has is like the extra large capacity. For me, for me, and I only speak for me, Jason's death became a call for me to live a life big enough for the both of us. Now, I have no doubt that he might be holding on with white nails if he was still here, but, but, but we're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing a life big enough for the both of us. 
Um, Khalil Gibran is a Lebanese-American poet and writer who wrote this book called The Prophet, which is a collection of essays. And he has an amazing section on sorrow and joy. And I'm sharing it with you today because his words transformed me and became that call. And he wrote, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy that you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed with knives? How amazing is that? Sorrow and joy are not opposing forces. They are forces that are two sides of the same coin. And by, and by embracing both of them, by embracing that, yes, there is the bitter and the sweet in life, we can gain a deeper understanding of ourselves and of the world around us. That space that was carved by sorrow can hold joy. And I made a choice to allow it to fill me with so much joy that it overflows. Now, is it still a space of sorrow? Absolutely. There was horrible sorrow that carved out that space. But what I'm choosing to do is to not let that space implode. I'm choosing to fill that space with joy because, because that's how I honor the legacy of my husband. So you can navigate the tension between the bitter and the sweet and the sorrow and the joy with an awareness and a respect for the terrible loss you have experienced while reaching towards a future that is filled with vitality and gratitude for life because you are alive. You are here for a purpose. You are here for a reason. So I want to challenge you this week to use your pain to create a new version of you. I want to challenge you just to, you don't have to, you don't have to do it, but I want you to contemplate and to sit with that. And I want you to ask yourself, how can I use my pain to create something beautiful? I used my pain to create this entire navigating widowhood area. Use your pain to transform how you move through the world. Learn to live in grace and love while never forgetting the brokenness. It is because of the bitter that we can fully experience the sweet. Now, if you found this podcast helpful, I'm so glad. If you think it might help someone else, share it with them. And if you have a question or you have something that you would like to ask me, please feel free to send me an email. Again, julie at navigatingwidowhood.com and we'll talk about it. Remember, you can do this and I'm here to help. Thank you for turning in to Navigating Widowhood. I hope this podcast has provided you with valuable insights and support as you navigate the challenges of Life 2.0.
Please note that the information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not replace the medical advice from a qualified professional. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a review on your favorite platform because it helps others find us. And as always, thanks for listening.